Dun 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 Here we go. We're back with rule number seven for Radio Rec LLC. True school hip hop since 2009. And I am Uni V Soul, independent recording artist. And what am I doing? Yo, I've been laying out the rules that I've made for myself over the years and uh I you know that I've learned. And I'm giving these rules to maybe somebody that is my age, but also to, you know, a younger me, you know, to let them, you know, let them know this is what, how I got up to here. So you could go by them. You can not go by them. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, I'm finding out stuff about myself as I'm, you know, just replaying everything back in my mind from my journey to get up here. So this next rule for rule number seven, that being said, is, uh... I, I got this in 02, 2002, right? Perform, perform, perform. And I want to preface this next rule uh, with the rule from last week, right? Rule number six, dream big and keep your head in the sky, but both feet on the ground. See, during that time, and going back to rule number five, too, about write, record, publish, right? That was 2000 and 2001. So leading up to 2002, remember, I, you know, when I was talking about 2000, when I did that CD, I showed you that nourishment CD, that write, record, publish, and then I'm going out and I'm dreaming big. I want to do big things. So I'm out there, you know, rapping for people and uh, selling CDs and, and stuff like that. And I meet two uh, two brothers by the name of Lord and meet Jamaica, and we, and we go... From making a studio, well, they had a studio in the basement at a uh, Lord's house. And so we, you know, we get together, we're making all these records together down there. And, um, you know, come up with this big idea, you know, dreaming big to have a commercial studio on commercial property. Now, we were dreaming big, but we didn't have both feet on the ground because, you know, an older gentleman that was leasing the building to us, he was like, yo, you need X, Y and Z for your business. But, you know, we were just so in tune with the music and we were dreaming big. And it was like, yo, if we want it enough, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, that that venture didn't turn out too well. And it didn't turn out so well that in around that time, you know, before 2002, 2001, 2002, I had, you know, given up everything for that, you know, uh, to, to get that studio to work, you know, and I thought the more sacrifices that I made that no, you know, something would work. And um, and this is why, you know, I'm telling you, I'm sharing my story with you to drive home a point of the rule that I'm talking about from last week dream big but you know keep your head in the sky but both feet on the ground it's like it's one thing to dream big but you have to deal with practicality you have to deal with reality you have to pay with you know deal with the bills deal with the the laws regulation what's going on it doesn't matter how much you want something there's you know there's things you have to understand the rules <laughs> the rules of engagement the rules to the game the whole shit so, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean. Like, yo, have your big dreams, but then break that down and see what it is in reality, because it's not enough just to have big dreams. So, and, and I say that, right? Because after I lost everything and we're, don't, don't worry, I know I'm running kind of long, but I'm trying to build into rule number seven, perform, perform, perform. So, like I said, um, you know, my failure to keep both feet on the ground while I was dreaming big back in, you know, 01, um, with the studio, it, it forced me and it caused me to lose a lot of my time, uh, my life, uh, a lot of things that I had going on that time. So I had to go back and move in with my mom. My mom was living in uh, Connecticut at the time. And so but when I went, you know, when I went to go and live with her, um, I said I was never going to do music again. 
And it was crazy because my uncle took me to a music store and then he took me to a rec center. They were doing music. And right away, I started linking right back in with musicians. It's like I could not even help myself. And it was crazy because I was there. I was broken and um, trying to figure out what I was going to do next because it was like it just it didn't seem like music was going to work out. And but the thing that was crazy about it, one of the first things that I was doing other than get, you know, get a, get some work is I got vocal lessons. I got I got vocal you like I was training for something that I didn't even know what was coming. But I knew that the, those two things that I needed to do, I needed to I, I took a writing course, a songwriting course, and I took, a, you know, vocal lessons. And like I said, it's like for me, it's it's a type of thing where you're always you know, you, you stay ready, you stay training, even when you don't have anything, you could be training for the day that feels like it's never going to come. And so, um, that being said, uh, my brother-in-law, he's now my brother-in-law now, but he was, uh, my college roommate then shout out to Owen. Um, he had called me when I was in Connecticut and I was just, like I said, I, I wasn't really doing any music, but I was still training. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's just something that's in you. Right. And, uh, he asked me to come back to Jersey to do a performance. And, um, Lo and behold, I was ready for the performance because I was training, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the thing that when I went down there, so I went to George Street Playhouse in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and I did a performance there. And then right away, I got the bug back for for the music, right? You know, because I was around a bunch of great musicians doing stuff and, you know, there was a crowd and all that stuff like that. And it was a beautiful thing. So from Connecticut, you know, I move back to Jersey and I move in with my now, my now wife. And, um... You know, I had the CD that I first put together and, you know, you know, and I, 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 I didn't really have a start. I got back to New Brunswick uh, area and I didn't know where to start, but I knew I needed to get in front of people. So when I say perform, 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 I performed everywhere. And I feel like as an artist, you should do that. Perform in as many spots as you can do. You know, you know, go to open mics, go to poetry slams, go to cafes, you know, go to college things, uh, perform at schools, perform at churches, wherever you can. The one thing I would advise for you not to do is to paper to perform. Right. That's the one thing. But, you know, if you're. If your family says, hey, we're having a thing, uh, you know, volunteer to perform. And the reason why the rule is to perform, 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 perform is because that you have to get comfortable. You know, there was a thing when I, you know, went back there and I started doing all the open mics and all the different, um, you know, different places that were having whatever was going on. I was there and, you know, I was so young at the time and I lacked a lot of performance experience. So I would notice that uh, right before I got on, I would be trembling or something like my knees and I would be nervous. And and I'm going to tell you this. The reason why I'm encouraging you and I'm making this a rule to perform, 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 because it never it never that adrenaline, that 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 jitter that you get, it never changes you just get better at dealing with it by constantly performing, if that makes any sense. I hope that makes sense to you. Like, you you start to realize, the, it's like a person that never got into a fight before. If you never got into a fight, that first time that you got into a fight will, will be pretty scary. But if you happen to, and I'm, it's probably a horrible analogy, but I just want you to put you in a, a mind frame. If you took a punch before, you know, depending on how many times or if you've been in that kind of scenario, you you it's not that you're not worried about the situation. You you start to get a little bit more of a calm. You know what I'm saying? And I use the fight 
uh, scenario because you know performing in front of a crowd of people is I, I feel like that uh what is it, that thing that f uh fight or flight thing I think that that's what's going on there right you're either gonna like you, okay there's a crowd of people here and I don't care if it's five or five thousand there's a crowd of people here and you're either gonna get choked up you know flight <laughs> like I don't want to go on stage or choke up or you're gonna fight you're gonna fight with, for what you said that you wanted you said that you wanted to perform your music in front of people and see how people reacted and hopefully they react good to it no matter five or 5,000 or 50,000. So, you know, these, this thing kicks in. And I think that by performing as often as possible, um, that's how you work out that jitter. Like you get better with dealing with that jitter and that jitter is really not much. It's not really a thing. It's really like, it's a thing of that. You care. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You really want people to, to, to love it, you know? Cause if you didn't, you'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. You just do whatever. And and that's cool too. Some people, you know, Hey, that's what they do. But I feel like this is from my translation of it. It's like, because I care because I'm trying to, I, I'm being vulnerable on stage. I wrote this song. I wrote these music, this music. I wrote these songs. And I'm sharing with you, I'm becoming vulnerable. And that's a very hard thing to do, again, in front of five or 5,000 people. But I'm telling you, if you get in front of people as often as possible, you start being able to critique yourself. If you're, if you're really looking to improve, right? You might start off in the beginning reading from a paper or looking down, not engaging the crowd, right? But as you do it more and more and more, and then you hear you and, and yo and performing online is way different than performing in front of a crowd. Let's just get that right there out the way too. Like all the live stuff and all that stuff is cool and yo, but there's not going to be anything like that. You know that physical interaction where people can look you right in the whites of your eyes and you can look them back, especially in smaller venues where they're right there and and you can see when it's like man, this is whack. You know what I'm saying? There's like really no hiding it. Like in a bigger crowd, it's a little bit different because you know the lights are blinding you. you you could kind of like zone out. But when people are right there in your face, it's kind of something. And, and that's really where you want to start at. You really want to start at, you know, they're like there's open mics everywhere. And, you know, and it's crazy because I'm saying this. Right. And this is I'm talking about 20 years ago and I'm running through this now where it's like, damn, I want to go back out and perform. And I'm getting nervous because I haven't been doing it. And that's what will happen to you. Right. So when I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to myself like, yo, go back. Well, what makes me too good to go back to like open mics or to smaller poetry readings and different things? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't like that's just where you do to you to cook up. You work out. Treat that if you're a performer or a singer or a comedian or, you know, whatever you need to get in front of people. Yo, treat those open mics and those places like that. Treat them like your uh, your gym. You know what I'm saying? Because you need, except in the gym, you know, you could work, work solo, but you need a workshop. You need a, like a crowd, you know, um, to, to work in front of, you know, and it's cool. The crowd can be supportive too, but you also want, sometimes a supportive crowd gives you a, a false sense of security, like everything's all good. So you, I, I feel like you need to perform your material in as many different uh, facets as possible for as many different people as possible in the beginning, just to work it out, just to work it out. You know, um, so that's it. Rule number seven, perform, 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 you know, and I talked, like I said, I was giving you a little bit of back history for myself just to, to, to drive home the point of why you should perform and stuff like that. So again, this is a uh, radio rec LLC, true school hip hop since 2009. And these are the rules, the 25 rules that I came up with over the years, um, that I've learned and I'm just trying to pass it on. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not selling you nothing but that buttery goodness, some knowledge, baby. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later, um, you know, next week, rule number eight. And if you haven't catched any of the other rules, you know, go on YouTube, 
you know, uh, like I said, the the podcast is Radio Rec LLC, True School Hip Hop since 2009. And I'm also giving you the story of Radio Rec LLC and what led me up to this point to what I'm doing now. But you, so we'll, you know, we're going to get more to it as the weeks go by. But this was week number seven. So I'll talk to you later. Peace. Radio Rec.